0: Our economy isn't doing very well, but that is only one of the things that is up in the air and can cause pain to our very way of living. Hey, this is episode 750 of the Ready Your Future podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you prepare for a better future so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's episode, in case you were wondering why inflation has started to spiral wildly out of control Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that can help you get ready for a better future. All article links and show information can be found in the show notes. Hey, are you looking to up your preparedness knowledge? Don't spend time bouncing around the internet for the best preparedness content. Instead, sign up for the top preparedness articles and get them right in your email. For $5 a month, you can get the top preparedness articles from around the internet sent to your email weekly. You can choose to read them or drop them in the Pocket app and have them read to you as you go about your day. The Buy Me A Coffee link to the top preparedness articles is in the show notes. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ready Your Future podcast. Hey, this is a little bit more of a glim start, right, when you, when you hear that introduction there. But you know, let's be honest, there are some crazy things going on in the world. So, uh, hey, I'm glad that you're here joining with us so that we can figure it out and journey together. Just a couple of quick things here. The exclusive email group closes on Monday night, July 18th, 2022 at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. And so I've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. And so if you are interested in joining and you are listening, hopefully you're listening to this on Monday, then uh, Monday night, July 18th at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time is the the last time. I mean, that's when it's going to close. So if you are interested, so if you're hearing this later on and you're interested in joining, then there is a waiting list or a notification list. That basically, that I can, uh, I would say, is uh, you can go click the link in the show notes and then just uh, you know sign up to be notified when we go uh, live or when we open up the the email group again, and then uh, you know you can be re- you can rest assured that you're gonna uh, get a notification to join at that time. So uh, looking forward to to that and uh, welcome to all the new people that have joined up. I'm glad that you're here hanging out with us. Hey, look, I want to ask if you would rate and review the podcast if you are a regular listener or maybe even if you are a new listener and you enjoy what you're hearing. Uh, When you do that, it helps other people find the podcast. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the episode. It comes to us from the Economic Collapse blog Dot com. again. That's Michael Snyder. Uh, he's been on the podcast before. We've read his articles. Uh, I talk about Michael, you know, often because his articles are not just about you know giving you his opinion. You know, he's always quoting people, and I'll I'll be quoting uh, his his or uh, well, in in his article as, as well here. So just to, to let you know that. It's a short article, but I do want to talk about five things that we should be doing, considering, uh, you know, keeping at the very forefront, top of mind as we are living in the days that we're living in. I think it's just wise and smart as we, if we're going to be people who are into readiness and we want to be prepared for ourselves and for our family, then some things that we should be doing. So again, the name of the article is "In case you were wondering why inflation has started to spiral wildly out of control, dot dot dot. Again, the collapse blog.com. All right, here we go, let's get started. When you keep making horrible decisions, eventually the consequences are going to catch up with you. That is true for individuals, and it is also true for entire nations. Here in the United States, previous generations handed down to us the strongest and most stable national currency on the planet. Having the default reserve currency of the world has been a great blessing, because it has enabled us to enjoy a standard of living that is far greater than we actually deserve. But instead of doing their best to preserve and protect our currency, our leaders have decided to systematically destroy it instead. As a result, the rate of inflation has gotten completely out of control, and many experts are extremely concerned about what lies ahead. It doesn't take a genius to figure out why we have such a problem with inflation at this point. The money supply has ballooned to levels that were once unthinkable, and this is going to cause massive problems for the foreseeable future. Let me show you what I am talking about. The following chart of how M1 has changed over the years comes directly from the Federal Reserve. So if you look at this, I'm going to click on it so it's a little bit bigger for me. Uh, basically, it's you know it rises very slowly, starting like around. Uh, it starts the chart starts at nineteen the 1960s, a little bit before that, and it rises slowly, slowly, slowly. We see a little uh, you know bump up in the 90s, and then of course it starts rising in the 2000s. But when it hits 2020, it goes straight up right? So it goes straight up and then it starts to curve up to the right a little bit at the very top, which is kind of scary. I mean, when you see charts like that, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of crazy to see that. So the giant spike, well, let me continue on here. The giant spike that you can see on the chart started during the early stages of the COVID pandemic. Our leaders abandoned any pretense of restraint and went full Weimar for about two solid years. I warned over and over again that we what we were doing was absolutely insane, and now we are starting to experience the consequences. Many people believe that M2 is a much more accurate measure of the money supply than M1 is, and so let me show you a chart of how M2 has changed. And so if you look at that, I mean, this one starts a little bit, um, you know, in the 80s here. And then it starts to just gradually climb until it hits the 2000s. In the 2000s, it goes straight up, almost uh, not exactly straight up, but uh, it goes goes up and then over to the right a little bit. And so then uh, you can always come back to this article to see these charts. So this chart certainly looks better than the previous one, but it is still extremely frightening. We are rapidly destroying the stability of our currency, and as a result, our standard of living is being absolutely shredded. I'll give you an example. A young lady down in Texas went viral this month when she revealed that she was living in a shed in a desperate attempt to save money. Quote, A young Texas woman who moved into a shed that she purchased for just $2,000 in order to save money amid the housing crisis has opened up about her desperate struggle to cope with the summer heat while living in the property, which has no AC or power, end quote. All right, guys, I got to tell you, so if you click on the link, you go over and you see the shed and it is just like a wooden shed. I mean, it's like, come on, who would have thought you could actually live, I mean, without you know, doing a lot of upkeep and, you know, doing one of those tiny home remodels and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's not what it looks like at all here. Uh, So, you know, you you just kind of had to think this through just a little bit, but the fact that you're willing to move into a place in Houston, when we have had record temperature heat is like completely nuts. When you have had that uh, with no AC and then on top of that, no shower, so that's kind of crazy there to uh, to be thinking about that. What are you going to do for for that in you know in that situation? All right, so uh, let's go ahead and move on. Is this what they mean when they tell us that we are going to own nothing and be happy? Apparently, she was promised that the shed would be "quote unquote" fully livable, but she quickly found out that that wasn't exactly true. All right, so again. I didn't read the article. I went over, I looked at the pictures and and different things like that. So I don't know exactly what people told her uh, specifically that, you know, how it would be livable, but maybe when she bought it, maybe it was a little cooler. And so maybe that's what, I just can't believe that anybody would try to pass off that shed as fully livable unless you were, you know, saying that you were going to, you know, again, do a tiny home remodel or something like that. Okay. Quote. However, in a video shared to her TikTok, which gained over 1 million views, Elizabeth reviewed that she was ripped off by the builders because she was under the impression it was a fully livable shed and is dying in the Houston heat while thinking about how nice a shower would be, end quote. So again, I mean, this girl thinking that $2,000 was going to be a fully livable you know, place to to hang out, you know, without doing the remodel and stuff like that. You know, maybe she was thinking tiny home and maybe tiny homes only in her mind only cost $2,000, I don't know. But it goes to the fact that people are struggling And people are looking for a way to kind of survive out there and and live out there. And so they're trying to, you know, they're they're making desperate decisions, even if this was, you know, someone who was young and making, maybe she doesn't have a lot of life experience and just wasn't really thinking this through. Again, sometimes when you're desperate, you make really bad decisions. And that's why uh, you need to make sure you make good decisions now when you can. So uh, you're not put in a desperate situation. All right, so let me go ahead and continue reading here. The good news is that her father came down from South Carolina and installed lights and air conditioning. So now Elizabeth and her boyfriend will be able to cool off during the summer months, but they still have no way to bathe. Sadly, the truth is that they are far better off than hundreds of millions of others around the globe right now. As energy costs and food costs go absolutely haywire, we are starting to see widespread civil unrest in various parts of the world. For example, check out what is currently going on in Sri Lanka, quote, the political crisis triggered by months of socialist economic collapse in Sri Lanka continued on Wednesday with violent clashes between protesters and soldiers, resulting in upwards of 80 people hospitalized in one day, and the military announcing soldiers were empowered to attack civilians if deemed necessary. The Democratic Socialist Republic of Sri Lanka governed for the better part of the past two decades Primarily by the populist Radjapska family, began to run out of food, medicine, oil fuels, natural gas, and nearly every other basic good in March. The result of lavish government spending and the imposition of green policies that banned chemical fertilizer use. Quote. They promised us that the green revolution would change everything, and they were right. Things are starting to get really crazy in Albania, too. So uh, he's embedded, uh, uh, I guess, uh, a Twitter post from in-game WW3. So if you are on Twitter, uh, you can follow this. So it's at in-game WW3. You can follow that. Uh, I I do follow them as well to get information. So there is just, uh, if you think of like a pretty wide street in in a, a major city, packed and packed as far as the eye can see with people who are protesting. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Right. And so, uh, there's another one here from Panama. And so what the article says, and what we are witnessing in Panama right now is extremely alarming. So this is from, uh, at PN underscore news underscore EN. So that's going to be for English there. It says Panama go- goes out to protest, high fuel prices and corruption from the province of Ver- uh, the inter-american highway is closed and so again it's a pretty uh, long stretch and there's a little video here you can play it if you wanted to but again uh, it just shows how people are uh, tired of of what's going on and, and what's happening in the world so moving on with this article all over the globe energy and food are traded in u.s dollars When interest rates rise in the U.S., the dollar tends to go up relative to other global currencies, and that makes things much harder for those at the very bottom of the economic food chain. Unfortunately, in a desperate attempt to get inflation under control in the U.S., the Federal Reserve has been aggressively raising interest rates, and we are now being warned that the Fed could raise rates by a full percentage point at the next meeting. Quote, Investors see a growing possibility that the Federal Reserve could hike interest rates by a full percentage point at its next meeting for the first time in the modern era. In June, the Fed raised interest rates by three quarters of a percentage point, which it hadn't done since 1994. End quote. Considering the fact that we are plunging into a recession, it would be absolutely insane for the Fed to do such a thing. But they seem quite serious about making another big move. In fact, the head of the Atlanta Fed just publicly told us that everything, quote-unquote, everything is in play at the next Fed gathering. Quote, Atlanta Federal Reserve Bank President Raphael Bostic said Wednesday that everything is in play when asked about the prospect of the central bank raising interest rates by a full percentage point later this month, expressing concerns over the morning's news that inflation hit a fresh 40-year high in June. Bostic told reporters he still needed to study the nuts and bolts of the latest data, but said he felt today's numbers suggest the trajectory is not moving in a positive way. Quote. The Fed seems to be obsessed with trying to tame inflation here in the US, but in the process they will essentially be exporting a tremendous amount of inflation to the rest of the globe. Food and energy will become significantly more expensive all over the planet. And since much of the debt that poor countries owe is denominated in dollars, we also run the risk of sparking an unprecedented global debt crisis. So that's just a heads up for all the listeners that are not in the U.S., right? That these things could happen. And so, again, the things that I'm going to be talking about at the end are for everyone, no matter where you live. So the total amount of debt in the world has crossed the $300 trillion mark and if the bubble bursts, we will suddenly be facing the sort of historic financial catastrophe that I have been warning about for years. Our leaders thought that they could endlessly flood the system with money without ever suffering any serious consequences. They were dead wrong, and now the entire world is going to suffer excruciating pain as a result. All right. So I'm very aware of all the, you know, the doom and gloom. You know that I've talked about that before in the past, but I do think that we need to be aware of what is going on so that we can adjust and do what we need to do. I mean, that's probably why you're listening to this podcast, right, is so that you can mitigate any issues and so that you can protect your family and yourself and be better prepared, be, you know, be ready for the emergencies that come, whether that's personal emergencies or whether that is emergencies that happen, you know, in the financial realm, in the, you know, the global, you know, just uh, power and energy and, uh, you know, just war and all the different kinds of things that are out there. So right now you're feeling the pinch. I mean, I don't have to beat this dead horse that everything is costing more, but that's just one of the things that's happening, right? I mean, um, it was kind of funny. We were driving yesterday, my wife and I, we were out and uh, running some errands and I saw, maybe it was the day before. And uh, we passed by the local gas station, and the price went below four dollars. Right? It was like three ninety nine. So I was trying to get out my phone to take a picture of it. it was like, man, haven't seen you know anything below four dollars in a long time. And isn't it crazy to be thinking that? I mean, that's kind of crazy. It's like, hey, uh, hey, we're below four dollars, yay! And that's absolutely nuts to be thinking about where we were a year ago or where we were two years ago and what we were paying. So everything is costing more. You're feeling that all across the board. In energy, where uh, you're talking about your electricity, and that was a recent conversation in our exclusive email group. You're seeing it in fuel. You're seeing it in food. You're seeing it in clothes. If you're buying clothes, you're seeing it everywhere. Everything is costing more. But then we have the future right cuz we start hearing about food shortages and we t- start hearing about grain and you know the ukraine and russia thing that's going on and uh, how that's going to impact uh, food es- exports and wheat exports and so we hear about that and we hear about skirmishes and wars and things like that then we we've had excessive heat in the United States. Actually, I think uh, England, London is, uh, if if I read that correctly, London was facing, or Britain maybe, it was facing a serious heat wave as well. And so I don't know what kind of, you know, if they have central air and heat like we do down here in the south in the United States. I know places up north don't even have central air and heat. So when it gets hot up there, I mean, it, it really bakes. So we're kind of lucky. But with all the heat, I mean, we keep getting warnings of the, the electricity, you know, uh, you know, blackouts and, and things like that. So, you know, we did lose power on Thursday for a couple of hours because of the power situation. Now, we did have a, uh, you know, we did have a storm, you know, which was very welcomed. I think it probably was about 20 minutes downpour, which probably wasn't enough. You know, we, we have been in a drought situation uh, in, in, you know, big time. So welcome to all the water that we that we receive, but we need we really need a lot more water. But maybe that was a cause of of losing power. I don't know. And we've had lights flicker on and off. And every once in a while, when uh, I see those numbers of the the heat rising, I will go to the uh, the electricity outage map. So CenterPoint is the uh, the company that takes care of the lines here in our area, and so they have an outage map to let you know what. Areas are out of power, and I was pretty amazed. I think it was Monday, and then it continued on throughout the week of all the people that were, you know, without power. It was uh, pretty crazy. And so, you have all these things kind of all at one time happening and cause issues. So, I wanted to talk about five things that we could be doing right now that uh, you should be considering, that you should be doing, that you should be making ready. So that, or if you're not doing already, you need to be doing them now so that you can be ready for what's, you know, what seems to be coming and what everybody is warning about. And I think the things that I'm going to be talking about, even if you don't necessarily need them, let's just say that, you know, for whatever reason you are, you wind up being uh, one of the the privileged that don't, that don't experience some of these things. It's still good to have, and still one of those you know great preparedness sides of side of things, right? Being ready. So let's talk about this. The first thing here that I'm going to mention is you need to pay special attention to your finances, right? Um, this is going to be a big deal, and uh, people are hurting financially. So. Um, you need to have a budget and get your finances in order. If you haven't, it's pretty amazing about how many people don't have a budget. So when you have a budget, you tell your you tell your money where to go. You know, you know where it's going, uh, you know where you're spending it, and uh, you you don't want to just you know because a lot of the times you go and like okay two dollars here five dollars here ten dollars here, and you you realize okay it's, it's not a lot of money when you're doing it one offs. But when you add it all up over the course of a month, you're spending a lot of money. So if you don't tell your money where to go, it's going to go wherever it wants to go. So you really need a budget to be able to see where you're at and uh, where your finances are. Maybe even see where you can cut some things along the way. So if you don't have a budget and your finances are in disarray, I, you don't need to wait any longer. You need to sit down and take a little bit of time. You know, one of the thing about the things about preparedness is that. It takes a little bit of time and effort. You know, we, we like the, the the bug out bags and the camping and and uh, you know doing you know all the gear and the firearms and and all the stuff that seems to be cool. But a lot of the times the things that bring you the most uh you know the most buck, right? The most uh, gain for your buck is just sitting down and planning and and knowing where you're at and knowing what you can do. So sitting down and doing a budget and figuring out where you are and where you're going and where you're putting your money, I think it's really important. You need to wind up doing that. The next thing is something that I preach all the time, and I, I really do think that this is something that other people need to consider is find a way to earn extra cash. Whatever that is, whether it is have a garage sale, whether that is doing side hustles and micro businesses, whether that is doing something online, whatever it, is, whether it is, you know, Delivering pizza, you know, they're having problems with people just delivering pizza. And so who knows if you're if you're out there delivering pizza, uh, you might be able to make some some extra cash more than in the past. And so you find ways to earn extra cash. I think that's going to be important and don't just spend it on just fun. You know, although I think it's important to have fun, but make sure that it's going for a good cause, whatever that might be, either that's going to be paying down debt or that's going to, you know, you're going into an emergency fund, something along those lines. And the next thing is paying down debt if you can. So if you can get rid of debt, I think that's important. Um, you know, you you got to know what you're doing here. You got to you know look at all of it as as much as possible. But when you are, uh, when you have debt and and you have that and you know that it's there, it's always that that stress because you have to have the money to pay for it. And then if you have, uh, you know, the the basic needs, you need to pay for shelter, you need to pay for electricity, you need to pay for, you know, your your utilities and food and stuff like that. And then you have all these other things, credit card debt and all these other things that, you know, you wind up not paying because you got to pay the necessities. And then you start getting the phone calls and you start getting people, you know, bugging you to death and that causes more stress. So it's a really smart idea to just make sure that you don't Have debt as much as possible, you know? And so uh, do whatever you need to do to not have that debt. The next thing is save, right? And the reason I'm saying save is to take advantage of good deals later on if you can. So if you're in a position is like, OK, uh, I'm, I'm not rich, I'm not poor, I'm, you know, kind of I'm getting by, but I'm going to go ahead and put some money away. And, uh, you know, I feel good about my preps right now. The reason is, is that when people get into financial crunches, they start to sell things to make money to be able to buy for, uh, you know, buy buy the things that they need. So we talked about this at our online meetup and, uh, it was a story that just kind of like, is stuck with me since I've been a kid. So, uh, let me, let me share that with you really quick. Growing up, my dad had a 1969 XKE Jaguar. So that was the one with the very long uh, nose and, uh, it was great, right? It was a coupe. It was great. It was uh, super fast, you know, 12 cylinders, uh, dad, dad just, you know, re- rebuilt it. So he, he bought basically kind of, you know, a shell and, uh, he imported the engine from England, uh, had, you know, really great leather, the tires at that time. I mean, we're talking about many years ago, there were like 250, they were like racing tires, $250 a piece. Um, you know, it was, um, you know, great paint job on it. Uh, The whole deal, right? I mean, it was just, uh, he spent a lot of, you know, chromed up the whole deal. And so I spent a lot of time, you know, right before I could drive, uh, being, you know, taking care of it, I would wash it, I would wax it. And the idea, you know, in my head was, well, you know, eventually when I get to drive, uh, you know, dad will let me take this one out. And then uh, eventually maybe it will be passed down to me, you know? And so I'm like, man, this is, you know, uh, this is great. I I would love this. Well, uh, we had a family business, you know, and I say we, I mean, my grandfather had a family business and it was a television distributorship. So basically he would sell to your local TV repairman, whatever they needed to repair your televisions. So at some point, you know, the accountants came to my grandfather and said, hey, look, you really need to let Rudy take over the business and, uh, you know, take care of things here because things aren't looking so good. And grandpa was really, really old school and didn't want to, uh, you know, innovate or anything like that. So uh, dad took over and in order to pump money into the business, he sold that Jaguar and it absolutely killed me. But when I found out what he sold it for versus the amount of money that he put into it, you know, it was like it just, it just, it put something in my head that in the future, I will want to do the same thing, right? I will, and not to be this, so don't take this wrong, but to take advantage of someone who needs to sell a vehicle, you know, and so, um, you know that was something that was kind of in the back of my mind. is like in the future, I might be able to get a vehicle like this or something along these lines at a great price because someone is needing to pump money into their business or needing to whatever it might be. And so, and like that was always in the back of my mind. So I mentioned that on the online meetup. And so there's people that were that were on the online meetup as well. It was like, hey, we know that this is going to happen. People have, you know, different items and different things that we're going to need a little bit f- further down the road. And so when people need to sell things, we want to be able to take advantage of a really great deal. And so that might be something that you might want to consider. Another thing that we need to really th- be thinking about is power, right? And when I say power, uh, I, at first I'm talking about uh, electricity. I mean, that, that's, that's really mainly what I'm talking about. And the fact is, is that our grid is very old and fragile And they do not do anything to repair our, they haven't, there hasn't been any real infrastructure upgrades, although they were trying to pass a bill or maybe they did pass it, but I don't, I can't even remember, but they were trying, I don't think it passed to try to do this infrastructure bill, but it was so full of junk that I don't think it went through. But the fact is, is that you don't see any work on lines unless there's a problem, right? Unless a transformer goes or, for instance, when we had Hurricane Ike uh, going down one of the streets over by me, you could see all the wires were kind of hanging over to the side. So they will go and they will deal with those types of things, right? But they won't do you put in new infrastructure to help upgrade what we have. So our grid is very old and fragile. And right now we have this extreme heat that's, that's happening. And so we're experiencing blackouts, maybe even brownouts. You have electricity companies saying, Hey, you know, you know, make sure that you increase your, uh, you know, what you're running your AC at, you know, don't use high powered, you know, don't run the the dryer, don't run the washer machine during peak hours so that, you know, we can keep the grid at a, you know, at a stable rate and and we don't wind up losing things, you know, losing the grid. Again, going back to her, uh, winter storm Yuri, One of the big deals that, that, you know, they said we were seconds away or minutes away from losing the grid and it wouldn't have been able to come back up again. And I don't know if that's true or not. Um, You know, that's what you read in the papers, but that would have been scary if that, if that was really true, that the grid goes down and then it's not able to come back up or parts of it is not able to come back up. And then we're like, that's game over right there for whatever area and region is not able to come back up because in some situations they were talking about maybe three months, six months, it would be down that long. Well, we know people aren't going to stay uh, civil for that amount of time without power here, you know, in, well, anywhere. And so that's one of those things that, um, you know, to, to be thinking about. So we have strain on our electric grid and we need to be thinking about how we can mitigate that when that happens. So if we're down for, Uh, a little bit of time. You know, if we're down for 30 minutes, we're down for an hour, like the other day, you know, when it stormed and we were down for like, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, that's not that big of a deal. I mean, I actually, you know, when I came home, the power was on, but it had just came on and the house was still kind of cool relative to what it was outside. But imagine having this on a regular basis where you're not able to cool down the uh, cool down the house and and you're not able to uh, take care of the food that is in your refrigerator and your freezer and you start to lose that i mean if you have your freezer full and you you know of of maybe it's meat and even if it's vegetables and different things like that you could be talking about hundreds and maybe even thousands of dollars that's inside of your refrigerator or your freezer right now you don't want to lose that especially with all the things that are going on and how expensive things are. So you want to be able to mitigate that as much as possible. Again, the heat, if the power goes out and you're not able to cool your home and you're in this high heat situation and you have fragile family members, whether, you know, they're people that are disabled or maybe they're older, uh, maybe people that need to be on a, a breathing, you know, a breathing machine for, you know, in some, uh, some form or fashion. And you need to be able to mitigate that, whatever it might be, whether it is you know having an inverter connected to your vehicle that has a lot of you know a lot of uh, gallons of gasoline, whether that is having a generator, uh, you know uh, gas or propane dual fuel, whatever you might have, uh, whether that's having a battery bank that you can use temporarily, you know, so that you can m- mitigate the the situation that you might have. So I think we really need to be thinking about. Power and for short term, and then also for a little bit longer term. Uh, Again, you know, you don't want to lose the food in your refrigerators, the fruit in your freezers. If things go down when it's, you know, when it's really hot, you want to be able to cool off. Maybe have some fans that you can connect to a solar uh, generator, uh, solar or power bank. Uh, You want to be able to have power when you need it, you know. And so, uh, I think it's really important to be thinking about power and in having something i personally like the easy systems um as far as if if i was recommending anything i know in our emo group we have experts and they go back and forth with with great information about how to make your own. And if uh, that is always the cheapest way of, uh, you know, sourcing your own materials and making your own solar generator uh, with, you know, battery banks and uh, having the right batteries and having the right solar panels, that's always the right move. But a lot of people don't have that capacity or don't want to do that. And so I like you know, I think Jackery is pretty easy to, to work with people like gold zero, other people like, uh, Ecoflow, And there's a lot of other, uh, battery banks out there. So, you know, it's just one of those things that just kind of make it really easy to plug and go. And, uh, you have it all there, but again, the cheapest way of doing it, is if you want to do a little bit of research, there's plenty of research online so that you can get your own solar uh, battery bank up and going and so that you can have power. But uh, anyway, I think that's uh, one of those things that you need to be considering. And uh, if you can, if you can afford it and moving towards that way. Um, the third thing I think that we need to really be thinking about is our food, Right. And so we hear about food shortages and we hear about uh, all the thing, you know, the Ukraine and and Russia and the grain and exports. And we know that nations are really tightening down on their exports of food so that they can make sure that they have enough for their own population. So I think food is going to be really important. Uh, I don't think there's going to be widespread famine. Uh, I think if that happens, it's game over. But I think that you know, we want to make sure that we have food to be able to feed our families and we have the selection that we want. And thinking about that right now and being able to adjust, I think it would be very important. So at the very least, get some rice and beans. And so you can easily get some five gallon buckets, Mylar bags and O2 absorbers and take care of that for long-term food storage. But I got to tell you, I've had rice and beans in my home, for months. You know, I've purchased a couple of, you know, when things were kind of hairy and and things were kind of looking crazy during COVID, we bought some and I just put them in my my kitchen, you know, off to the side and uh, had some big bags of rice and big bags of beans. And a lot of people say, hey, you got to make sure you put them in, you know, five gallon buckets right away and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, weevils and I got to tell you when it's probably about four months later, I did not freeze my, uh, you know, any of my rice or any of my beans. I did not do that. I I would just, there was so much of it. I wouldn't have had room to do that. Right. So I would have had to buy a freezer just to be able to put all this stuff in there and then take it out. And then you always got to be careful about moisture and and make sure things are completely dry. But I got to tell you after every, you know, even four, uh, four, maybe even it was five months. You know, opening it up to put it finally in, put it into the mylar bags. There was nothing wrong with it at all, and so uh, you know, I, I think when you hear things like that, people are getting uh, beans and rice from places that maybe don't have the uh, the standards that you see in, in in here in the United States and maybe in other uh, first world countries. Um, I don't know. That's what I'm suspecting. I know I I've heard of and I've read articles of, you know, weevils coming out of different places or whatever. And I just got to tell you that wasn't I, I didn't see anything like that. And I was very careful. I was looking. I was paying attention. Did not see anything like that. So at the very least, you can get some rice and beans and just kind of set them to the side. Um, They will, they will last for a long time, you know? And so I think that's, that's smart. If you can have that and get some different recipes now, you know, get some recipes now that you can print out and you can have them so that you can do some different things, you know, Um, you know, adding a little bit of seasoning, adding a little bit of bouillon, adding a little bit of this or that can really change up what you are, uh, what you are eating there. I think it's important to start looking for deals. I I talked recently about store apps and, you know, whatever store you go to, if they have an app, they want, they want to have you on that app. They want to be able to push things to you. And so they're going to be pushing deals. And, you know, I think that's smart to be able to, Hey, you go and you spend this amount of money, you get this free. If it's something that you were going to buy, why not do it? And if all it costs you is to have it on your app, you know, on your phone, go ahead and do it. You know, I know people are like, ah, we don't want to be tracked. We don't want to do that. We don't want to. You know, you got to mitigate that. You got, or you got to, you know, weigh that. How you want to, how you want to look at that. Maybe you need to go to the dollar store a little bit more often and visit it and drop by and spend, you know, five dollars on food, ten dollars on food. Look at that. Um, maybe you need to start looking if there are uh, areas in stores that are doing coupons still. I haven't seen one recently, but I mean, there are store coupons. Um, like I was in my local H E B yesterday and walking around and they had all the little yellow coupons hanging. So H E B is a Texas, uh, a Texas, um, chain. Um, but they had all these, you know, yellow coupons hanging around all over the place, the store. And so maybe there are some local coupons that you can find that way. Uh, uh, but, uh, I think the day of the you know the double your coupons, triple your coupons, I think that's over for the most part in in most areas. I, I do remember hearing someone recently saying that they did experience that. So uh, it's probably not dead in you know, everywhere. But when we think about food, I really think we need to be purposeful and think about meals, right? Not just I, I, I know a lot, you know for the in the preparedness community, it's always been so like if you go to the you know, if you're getting prepared slowly with food and you're going to the grocery store and you buy two pans two cans of corn, you know buy four cans of corn, right? And so I, I understand what they're saying, and I have done that myself as well. The problem with that is that if you don't already, if you're not thinking about meals, then when you get into an emergency situation, you have all these random cans, And you don't have, you know, then you got to figure out how you're going to use it, right? And so that's why I always think that making meals, when when you're thinking about prepping and you're thinking about readying your stockpile of food, when you think in terms of meals, it makes it so much easier. You know, I'm not saying that you can't have one-off cans and things like that and extra. I mean, that's completely fine. And of course, if you find a deal, yeah, you want to stock up on that. But I always think it's if you're if you're trying to be purposeful, if you're you know you're, you're starting out and you want to move forward, or you're you're trying to add to it, if you're doing it with purpose of meals and you're thinking about meals, I think it's just um, really smart to be able to do that. I think if we're moving forward with with this, I think uh, you know in food and all that kind of stuff, and food's costing more money. I think it's smart if you don't know how to scratch cook, if you don't know how to cook with, uh, you know, with bulk supplies, uh, making bread and doing those kinds of things. I think you should be learning that right now. And the internet is, uh, ripe with so many different recipes out there. Uh, even if it's not making bread, making tortillas, if you, if you do the rice and beans, I mean, right there. Right. And so, uh, you can, you can go at it that way. Um, if you are interested in making bread and you've never done it before. So my friend PJ recently wrote an article, uh, for me on, and that was on prepared Christians, but I've moved it all over to the new website, ready your future. And so I'm going to link to it. It's, it's just, uh, a an article on scratch cooking and, uh, she lays it all out for you. You know, the benefits of it, how you can save money. But at the very end of that article, you can get a free recipe. If you go over to her page, you can get a free recipe, download a free recipe on, on making bread and just kind of like a, a walkthrough on how to do that. So she has a lot of great stuff. And she's also recently uh, written an article on uh, the Ten Commandments of uh, Frugal Living. I have that up over on uh, Ready Your Future as well. It was an article that she wrote a while back. And I uh, I even read it. I think it was episode 460 or something like that. But she updated it for current, you know, current situation, our current situation. So that's over at readyyourfuture.com. And then you can just go to the blog part, and uh, that's there at the very top. The next thing I think that we should be thinking about is um, getting the news in one way or the other. Now, this is like a two edged sword because uh, if you're someone who worries, You know, stresses out really easily. And, you know, you start looking at the news and it's like, man, this news is freaking me out. Then you want to be careful about how you go about doing this. So there is uh, recently I found a website uh, called join1440.com. Basically, you go and you subscribe and they send you an email every morning, early in the morning, of just basic news headlines. And it's pretty, um, it, 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 I mean, they take out opinion. It, it's not slanted right or left. It's pretty central. It's like, it's like what news used to be, right? Just the facts. And so I, I do appreciate that. So anyway, you can go to join 1440.com and enter your email and you will get it every morning. And so, you know, you and you can read it, you just kind of like the big headlines of what was going on. So that's one way of staying ahead of the news. Uh, I've always talked about John Haller and the Bible prophecy updates that he does. Um, you know, he doesn't do so much preaching to you. I mean, he does a little bit of that, but he's really kind of updating you on things that you don't hear about anywhere else. And so, I think that would be really beneficial. Just go to YouTube, and uh, you can you know just search John Haller, H A L L E R, and you will find his uh, his prophecy updates. And I know that they're trying to put them in a lot of different places too, because uh, they're always worried about getting strikes because of the, the content that they talk about getting strikes from YouTube recently, they did, but anyway, they have, you know, they're on rumble, they're on, you know, all the different places as well. So uh, you can, you can do that. And then there's Twitter. If you are, you know, looking to Twitter for news, that's what I do. Now I also push out articles automatically from my website, um, but, I use it for news and to stay updated on what's going on. So you can always do that as well. Just know that Twitter is going to go really, really fast and you got to get through the noise. You got to be careful about who you follow because that is going to, you know, if you fill your feed up with a bunch of different people you're going to see that all the time. And again, it's like all the other algorithms is like being on any social media. If you watch something, the algorithm is going to feed you that more often. And so you just got to know that you need to 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 manage that. And then the last thing I think we need to be doing right now as we're dealing with, you know, inflation and all the, you know, everything costing more and all the craziness that's going on in the world, I think we need to be uh, managing stress. Uh, as, as much as possible. And we need to be very, very aware of our stress levels and our anxiety and where we are. You know, that was kind of the topic that I talked about last episode when I talked about readying your future and not just looking at the present, but preparing for the future and where we're headed and making good decisions and all that kind of stuff. But part of that is enjoying life, having joy in what we're doing. And I know that is kind of like, man, Todd, you're talking about all this inflation and all this, you know, energy and all this doom type stuff, and yeah, we talk about this to get it out in the open so we know what we need to prepare for, so that we can prepare for it and then we don't fear because we are ready for it. You know, if you if you know that you are going to have to pay a hundred dollars for this one thing and you hear about it early on and you're able to save up money, when that thing happens, you're able to just pay that $100, and it's no big deal because you have it. Um, Dave Ramsey kind of talks a little bit about this when it comes to using your emergency fund, and I have found this to be very, very true. Before we were in a place where we had an emergency fund, and before we had heard of Dave Ramsey and all those different kinds of things, we lived our lives, we were young, we didn't have a whole lot of money, but for instance, if the car broke down, Boy, that was very stressful because all of a sudden, then it was. It it, it seems like you never get out of the auto mechanic for less than four hundred dollars, right? I mean, it just it, it just seemed like it. No matter what it was, it was like not less than four hundred dollars. But anyway, so um, there was there's many times when that would happen early on where you would, you would stress, it's like, oh my gosh, this $400, we're, you know, we're going to have to cut out this, we're going to have to cut out that, uh, we're not going to be able to do this because we have to pay for this you know this bill to be able to have our vehicle so that we can drive, so that we can go to work, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But then when you have an emergency fund and you get the call and you're like, hey, it's going to be $400 to repair your car or whatever it might be, and you know you have that in your emergency fund, you're like, okay, all right, we'll go ahead and do it. And you're not stressed, you're not worried, and you're not freaking out like that. And really, preparedness and being ready is the same kind of idea. Is you're you're preparing for the thing that's you know that's coming in the future, whatever that might be. And maybe it doesn't come, maybe it doesn't affect you like it affects other people, but you're you're prepared for it. So when it comes, you're able to move into that and deal with it so much easier than if you were just. Uh, hearing about it, and then having to adjust your life to that. Think about all the people who, if if things really go sideways, who are not prepared, think about how stressed they're gonna be. Think about what's going to happen, right? And so um, that's why we prepare. That's why we that's why we get ready so that we don't wind up fearing, fearing. So listen, I think we are in for a ride. I, I've been talking about that. I don't think, we're gonna be. It's it's gonna be famine, right? I don't think it's gonna be as bad as some say it's going to be. I mean, I really don't know. I'm not a prophet. Uh, again, I don't think there's gonna be widespread famine and and breakdown of society. I think if that happens, it's gonna be game over. Um, we've always, you know, we've heard about the article three meals away from anarchy, right? Society is three meals away from anarchy and things start going really, really crazy pretty quickly. I think the powers that be want to make sure that, you know, it doesn't devolve into that. Uh, and, and, you know, some people say they don't have as much power as you, as you think they, they do, but I think they're going to try to mitigate that as much as possible. I think we are going to continue to limp along with a lot of pain of all sorts, I think that's what's coming for those that are not ready for those that are not preparing for those that are not taking care of things. Right. Is it the end end like the end of days? I don't know. Again, I'm not a prophet. Uh, one thing that John Haller always says that I think is, it's kind of funny is, is what did you think the end was going to look like? And so I don't know if, if it is the end, uh, end of days, uh, or headed there or it's the beginning uh i'm ready but uh, if it's not i'm ready right you you can you can kind of hang with me on that let me end with this this is a a scripture right scripture verse from first corinthians chapter 16 verse 3 the new american standard bible version says be on the alert stand firm in the faith act like men be strong and that's the way that i look at being prepared and being ready I mean, I look at that as being prepared in my faith, but also being prepared in the things that I can do uh, on, a, on that personal level, on that family level, on the finances, on the economy, on the, 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 you know, the food, the power, all those different kinds of things, right? Uh, be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. All right, everyone, that's it for this episode. Hey, if you enjoy listening to podcasts, you will enjoy listening to audiobooks. I use Audible as my app and audio store of choice. If you don't have Audible, you can join free for 30 days. You can enjoy listening to Audible originals, podcasts, sleep tracks, and audiobooks. And if you're already a Prime member, you will get two free audiobooks to keep, even if you don't keep the membership. So you can go to audiopreps.com to get more information. I've listed a few audiobooks there that I've listened to if you need some ideas. And uh, I think that uh, it's one of those things that you should really consider, especially if you're used to listening to podcasts. Audiobooks is a great way to increase your knowledge of whatever it might be that you're looking to, you know, to to look into. So again, that's audiopreps.com. You can go check that out. Well, that's Episode 750 in the books. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Readiness Goodness. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.